I'm Lodine. And I'm Heidi. And we are the, the U-Haulers. So we look like death. Yes. We I look mean, a little like, I look like I'm jaundice in this picture, I think. I'm, I don't know that I've ever looked this tired in my life. Well. So Heidi had this great idea that we should do a cleanse. Great idea. I've never done a cleanse before. I had a fast once. Well, that was it. Yeah, I've I'm not a fan. Before. Yeah, I'm not a fan. <laughs> I was dying last night. I was curled up. I'm gonna post a video. Yeah, I was curled up, death. I mean, I, she handled it like. <laughs> I was literally in tears, trying to throw up. It was it was a great night. So, and that was day one. Yeah, it's a so, ten day cleanse. We're on day two. So she's decided to do a little bit of a modification. They have a modification mm-hmm. you can do, and. I'm trying not to. <clears throat> yeah. I'm trying to do the whole thing, but but yeah, it's been. I'm exhausted, and uh, so it's a green I, smoothie cleanse. Yeah, and so doing. and Heidi, as we've talked about, it has lost a shit ton of weight and is losing weight, and I obviously cannot have that as my goal, so we have to do it different anyway. Right. Because I was like low calorie and like yeah, I was wasting away. I'm yeah. just gonna fly off in the <laughs> wind. Uh, which makes us all love you so much. So, uh, we've just been struggling a little bit with crave. Oh, sorry, let me just keep that to myself. I have been struggling quite a bit with cravings ever since Christmas. I understand that it's March. It's just <laughs> where I happen to be. And the green we were on a macro <laughs> program, macros, and and we've kept up the workouts, but we um, on a lot of dates, and we've yeah. Kind of- but it's just, re- and it is hard to eat kind of on a strict regimen for a long time. Um, and we've always been really good about having cheat days and like being gracious with ourselves. But I was really struggling with cravings and it was really hard for me to get back on the program in any kind of strict way. So this was my attempt to kind of reset my cravings. Although it may backfire, I may never want to eat a vegetable again. Or a fruit. Or a fruit. Right, or um, a fruit. So yeah, so, and then we have been getting your questions and your stories. Yeah, we're loving that. Yeah. It's so great to connect with you. So good. Yeah, so, and one of them, you were very kind and put a, a marker for me to tell me where the question was in our video, which thank you. So I went back to answer your question and decided to watch the whole one night, one fun night video again. And I realized that we told so much about the one fun night, but we really didn't ever talk about how we got locked down together, which... It's a huge part of our story, but yeah. we're just like kind of glossed over it. And here she is. Um, so, uh, what happened was I came to visit, like we talked about, um, several times over a couple of years, yep. and <clears throat> would stay with the kids and stay with Heidi mm-hmm. when I'd have like acting things or like programs in LA. Yep. And then I was going to stay in New York. That was it. So I had an agent out here, but he was my agent repping me in New York City, not LA. And I did tease Heidi about coming to stay with her, but that was just a joke. Like, I fully planned on staying in New York City, and then he had said I could come out here just to make some connections with casting directors um, to help me get jobs to come fly out here every once in a while for jobs. And so that is when I teased her that I was, you know, going to come stay with her. But there was no plans in the works. In Um, fact, so much so that when she went back to New York, I planned a trip to New York because I thought... I wouldn't see her again. Yeah, that was going to be the only for, time she That was see the me. foreseeable future, right until there was maybe a job in L.A. or something like that. So that yeah. was the plan. Was yeah, so she came out to New York because she wanted to see New York again. Yeah. Um, she hadn't seen it in... A decade. Yeah. So she came out to uh, stay with me. Mm-hmm. And then that was going to be it. And then if I ever 
came out if I want to connect with some casting directors or got a job or had a program then I would come see her and I mean you know. we've been friends for the better part of our whole lives and so it was this yeah. sort of this this new thing that we were yeah, playing so it was around like, hey, with was you're like, not with someone and I'm not yeah, with someone it just wasn't the priority and it wasn't what we were focused on um and it was just kind yeah, of had, a one fun night like it was <laughs> yeah I had a life in you know New York City and a career and I was very settled there and wanted yeah. to actually spend the rest of my life there. And she had three kids and a, a house and career school district and, and career and barred in California and yeah. and a minivan. So <laughs> She is so stuck on this minivan. It's crazy. <laughs> um, and so, yeah, so then she came to visit me. And then it was like, if I'm not with someone, you're not with someone. You know, see you when I see you. Yeah, we'll have like, fun. Just, yeah. Um, and then I came... Right after her trip to New York, I actually flew here to put my precious cat down, Ewok. Um, that was my baby. Um, 18 years. Yeah, I'd had him forever. And he finally um, got cancer, and uh, he had survived so many times of almost dying. He got flattened by a garage door once. and I mean, he definitely lived all nine yeah. of his lives. All nine. Yeah, and like he was being watched by, you know, someone was like cat sitting and we were gone and they happened to feel like they should look back as they were driving away and they saw his tail sticking out and they had shut the garage door and he had run under at the last second and got flattened. And they luckily looked back, otherwise he just would have been there. Um, mm-hmm. And they ran back, called us, got permission to go to the ER, saved his life. Then he was told to us that he was going to die and there's nothing we could do about it. And they said the only way we could save his life is if he had a sex change. So he did. So he had a sex change. And so I had a transgender cat, which I was so proud of and loved so much. And and he lived how many years after that? Like 10, I think. Gave yeah, another so eight to really... 10 years. Yeah. Lived many full lives. And so... I came to spend a couple of weeks with him. Um, they said I could come and and spend a certain amount of time, and then we'd have to put him down. And so that was getting near the end. So I flew in and spent, I don't know if it was a week or two with him. And then I... And that was in Northern California. So, yeah, Northern California. And that was, it was at the end of that trip. So they had had the ceremony, and mm-hmm. Ewok had been put down. And it was, she was literally 15 minutes from heading back to the airport to go home to New York. Yeah, we put my luggage in the car and yep. we were. And that was it. They were headed out. And so um, that's I when got a I text from Heidi. texted and I said, you know, I'm hearing some weird things about this virus. In New York specifically. Yeah, because, you know, as you will recall, um, that was sort of the epicenter for a that's while. Right. And we were hearing a lot of news out of New York that it was bad and it was getting worse and it was kind of scary. And, and this so, was, like, way in the beginning. Like, this was... This was March. Yeah. It was March? Yeah. Oh. Okay. It was March. And... It was middle March. And I... So I texted her. I said, I'm hearing some weird things about this virus. And you have to understand, this is not at all my personality. Yeah. I don't, I'm not a thumb-on-the-scale girl, right? Like, if there's a decision to be made... I will, I'm a great sounding board. We can talk through it, but it is your decision to make. And I, I think because of my training as an attorney, um, I will give advice. I will talk through, but I'm not usually, this is what I think you should do kind of person. Mm-hmm. Um, unless there is something that is like so clear cut, right? Um, and this one was really down to her. I was like, look, I know you have auditions yeah, and you casting. have castings yeah. and this is your life and this is your career. 
But maybe you should just come. How did I say? Stay for a week? Um, well, no, you didn't say. You oh. just said you were scared. And so I was, you know, packing. And I'm like, <laughs> and I was like, wait, what are you saying? Are you saying I shouldn't go back? And you're like, no, I don't know. I mean, your health insurance is there and you have a life there and I know you have a casting. And I, I just got worried and I just got freaked out, you know, but, you know, you, I don't know, maybe you should go. Like you were just kind of him and hawing. And I, I, you know, like the word coronavirus had been like Tossed thrown about. around. Yeah. That was about as far as it had gotten. Like I had gotten really sick right before that. We don't know if it was COVID, but a lot of people in New York <clears throat> did have it and didn't know because we weren't doing testing then. There wasn't, I mean, it, it wasn't, wasn't even, a thing. It yeah. wasn't talked about. All we knew is that it was, people talked about it like it was hitting the news from China. Right. You know, so we hear about it in China. But, you know, so I got really sick and I told uh, one of my bosses that I was sick and it happened on a plane. Like I was moved into um, next to someone in first class that was like, Sick, sick, sick. I mean, and of course, there were no masks at this time. This was not. I mean, this was all pre yeah, and the, I mean, everything. Really. They were so ill that I was like, maybe I should be like not sitting here. No, no, no. I don't need to be in first class. It's okay. <laughs> Send me back. Um, it. Yeah. So I was like, oh shoot. But I'm like, you know, I have a really strong immune system. I rarely get sick, so whatever. And you know, I just had no idea. And then I got home and got sicker than I've ever been in my life. I mean, like, I was Amazon, like, yeah. packages of, like, vitamins. And yeah, and I had a <clears throat> friends who would check on me. And so who knows? It could have just been, like, really bad, you know, whatever. But all that to say, I had a boss at T's. And he's like, oh, coronavirus? And I was like, oh, I haven't heard that one before. Ha <laughs> ha. I mean, that's how much it just wasn't really talked about. It was just, like, uh, wasn't really thought to be in the U.S. And then all of a sudden she says, and I was like, oh, that thing that people tease me about? Like, that's a thing here? Like, I mean, it was so new that it was like there was little news coming out of New York that they were worried about it, but it wasn't, there was no lockdowns of nothing. And so I was like, I don't know, I have this casting. So I told my family, I'm like, Heidi seems to be really worried about me going to New York. What do you think? And so we kind of talked it through and just made kind of a decision like, well, you could just go to LA for a week. And you let know, it all blow over. Yeah, and- <laughs> it'll probably blow over in a week. And you have contacts there that you've been wanting to deal with. And so just go there and then go home. And so I said, okay, I'll come for a week. And then I came and three days after I got here, the kids were sent home from school. It was the first major lockdown. And they said, all right, <clears throat> the kids are now going to be homeschooled. And there was a lockdown. And of course, New York then was now the reports were there are refrigerator trucks coming in for morgues morgues and central park is becoming a hospital and i mean the streets are sending out footage of my apartment and the streets in front of me i mean not a soul on the subway not on the street like nothing i'd ever seen and i'm like oh my gosh and here i'm like my home this is happening to my home and and so you know no not flying nothing and so i'm like here i am so i had just shot for the the designer of top gun because the new top gun movie coming out just done a photo shoot and the right before that just done fashion week and then literally a week after doing that shoot i was homeschooling three third graders right so i went from walking (laughs) the runways of fashion week and homeschooling being a homeschool teacher at home which yeah with three kids yeah so, I mean, we kind of, so I feel like we touched on the part after and we touched on the part before, but we never really kind yeah. of 
gave you the real story of what happened. So yeah, no, it was no. a surprise to both of us that Huge suddenly surprise. this little crush we had was going to be. Yeah. And then the kids were like, hey, Dean's staying. Because there have been other times where I had, when Evie had had her surgery and stuff, like I uh, had... Had ex- plane tickets, but didn't and get extended on. my trip. Yeah. And so they would always tease because we'd like get to go to the airport. They'd go to school and be all sad and hug me goodbye. And then I'd be there when they got home. And so <laughs> they were like, Dean's here. Okay, teach me math. And I was like, oh, no. And Heidi and I had spent one hour apart. And yeah. I remember when we looked at the 120th day. And we're like, well, I guess this isn't casual. Yeah. And, and even then, it was still something that, you know, we still discussed whether she was going to go to New York, go back to New York in the mm-hmm. fall when things open back up. Yeah. And we would try to do long distance. I mean, we yeah. really didn't make any decisions about no. <clears throat> any kind of permanent decisions or move-in decisions until later, which leads us to explaining U-Haulers, really. U-Haulers, yes. So that was the other thing that came up when we went back yeah. and tried to clarify We've not our name. We've talked never talked about why we yeah. named ourselves U-Haulers, which, of course, the LGBTQ plus community completely understands right. without any explanation. Well, and again, this is such a part of what who we are, right, that yeah. we are like, oh, of course they know what the U-Haulers is, but several people have said, what is this with a U-Hauler? Yeah. So. But we have a lot of non-LGBTQ plus community um, that we love and that support us. And they have said, they're like, well, we just thought maybe you guys like to travel a lot. Like, we're not really <laughs> know what's going on. Yeah. So why we're called U-Haulers. So there's a joke um, that lesbians, because they get so close so fast that they show up with a U-Haul on the second date. Yeah. It's, a, it's actually a documented phenomena uh, called the lesbian urge to merge. Yeah. And it's... it's not- it's a joke, but it's real. Uh, is, it, is it a joke? So, and, we, and I always tease that, you know, we always talk about the U-Haul showing up on the second date, but we never talk about the U-Haul showing up with all the tears when they've broken up to come get the stuff after that way too fast getting together falls apart. Well, because ultimately I think, though, that quick urge to merge sort of hides or or anesthetizes the couple to the long-term incompatibility that they might actually have, right? They yeah, don't so get, some it works. They're so excited and they're so happy and so in love and so they ignore some of the things that, like, really won't work long-term. Yeah. And uh, we didn't really have... <clears throat> we didn't really have that chance. Like, we... Yeah, so I, we were both separately in our... Lives. Yeah. Very, like, I'm ne- I always said I was never going to U-Haul. She always said she was never going to U-Haul. Adamantly opposed yeah. to it. Yeah, and then here... Here we are. COVID. U-Hauling. So we U-Hauled. So that's why we called ourselves the U-Haulers, <laughs> because we U-Hauled in, and, a, in an international, international pandemic. pandemic. Yep. I mean, and the truth is, I did worry, right? Like, okay, so what happens when we're, we're back into real life and work you know and I I really I you know maybe naively always believed it was going to be a relatively short period of time you know and here we are kind of just emerging three years later and facing what could be like another surge coming etc so it's just not been a short or you know confined time Um, and so we we really had to work hard and to make sure that we explored compatibility and compromise and making decisions together and all of those things because yeah to make sure that we could hang long term like when lockdown was done and right yeah so not the way we ever envisioned it happening but no but i think thank god that i had known the kids before oh yeah can you imagine uh no 
<laughs> Whew. But yeah, so thank God I already knew them and loved them, and you know they loved you, and yeah, yeah it was. And no matter what, I was going to always be in. Yeah, a I mean that, in your life that's and right. Their life, and that's right. And we had had other friends that had come and stayed for like a month at a time, and so the kids were used to me doing that, having someone come and stay at the house, and you know, be a part of their lives for a while, and do California things while they're here. And um, I mean, this was definitely new. different yeah. and new for them, yeah. but um, but it wasn't. It, you know, so I never moved in. I just didn't move out. I think we still have to get things from yeah. New York. Yeah, so I basically just came on a vacation and never left. And so there was no moving my stuff. It was never like, okay, yeah, let's live together. <laughs> it was like, well. Let's just not stop living together. Yeah. Here we are. But yeah, and I, I think, think, I mean, honestly, it's just been, for me, it's been miraculous. I, I look back over the pandemic and what would have happened to me with three kids and trying to build a career and all the things that were going on without any support or without any, you know, any, because my normal support structures were all isolated from me, right? Um, the kids couldn't, uh, you know, couldn't be around grandparents, couldn't, you know, so, so there, and even like our nanny, that we had had for um, for a couple of years, years actually. Um, she also was older and couldn't be around the kids. It was too too risky. Yeah. So um, it was it would have just been me. And and then on the weeks when they were away from me, I would have been completely isolated from everybody. Yeah. Um, and I just think it was such a miracle that God did this exactly at the time it needed to happen. So yeah, because a lot of people did have to get isolated. Yeah, and, and we really. We always, them because yeah. I mean that was going to be me. I was going to be you know locked in a <clears throat> high rise apartment um, yeah. with great views, but that's pretty lonely when you can't. I mean, you can't go to a coffee shop. Can't when go you're to... stuck in there the whole time yeah. in this little apartment, um, and on top of you know thirty six floors of you know everyone getting sick around you and dying, and it's, it's scary, and you know you're sharing elevators, and there's just air vents, and yeah. So it would have been a really scary thing and and lonely i'm not someone that gets lonely easily but i mean i understand why it affected people so terribly and we were very blessed and yeah and i always um not always in recent years i had thought about how i you know might end up dating you know moms with kids and and i had a little bit dated that um but you know, it's always kind of a, you wonder if that's ever going to work, right? Because that's a hard thing, like coming into a family and and becoming a family. And I got really lucky that I got the greatest kids in the whole world to get to, you know, yeah, do this journey with. And it was just a really amazing experience. And yeah, yeah it all feels very miraculous. Yeah. So. Yeah, I love them to pieces, so. <laughs> Yeah. Um, I think that was there anything else we needed to clarify from the questions or? Um, someone wanted to know what happened in the van. We we and I I wrote that and we yeah. I think that was it. Yeah. So anyway, we're super appreciative. And the van was in case now you're all wondering oh. a, a reminder of what happened <laughs> in the van. Heidi decided out of nowhere when we were just friends. To grab my hand and interlace fingers. 
and then say absolutely nothing about it, as if we held hands all the time. We did not ever hold hands. <laughs> and then she let go, mm -hmm. and then she did it again, twice. <laughs> and I'm just sitting there like, why doesn't anyone say anything? Why are we holding hands? What is happening? <laughs> that is what happened in the van. Yeah. And, I mean, I should confess something. It's a confession time. <laughs> So after, so I rewatched that video because that's yeah. in the one fun night. Yeah. And I go, I do go on and on about how I had one, you know, because when we asked people what was a bigger deal, like sharing a bed. Which is clearly a bigger hands, deal than holding hands. Clearly. And everyone said, like, I would share a bed with my girlfriend. You know, I share it with my friends, but I would never, you know. <clears throat> so, and I teased about how 14-year-old girls do that in the mall. Okay, so truth be told. I thought about that afterwards while I was watching the video and there were many friendships I had where we held hands interlacing fingers and we were not 14 and we were not in the mall. Just had to like get that off my chest. Yeah, so wait, basically I win. <laughs> no, no. I win that whole argument. No, no. That I mean, whole argument still, is... Everyone no, no, still knows that you share a bed with friends and that is something that normal people do. As I said in the video, it may not be normal that I shared beds for months with exes that would move into my bed. That may be not so normal, but worked for us. But slumber parties, dorms, friends, roommates, people coming over. I just want to say, I but, win. No. We're marking that down in a win, a win on the Heidi category. But mm -hmm. I have held lots of friends' hands. In a heterosexual way, you know, they were straight <laughs> and, and I was not in love. I think what the big deal with you and I were is that we never had, that, those friends held my hand. We never had held hands. And there had been all this flirting and crazy stuff about you making all your, oh, I should have said that earlier if you're going to make out with me, la la la. And all the flirting. I don't sound like that. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know. Yeah, and so no, and, I, and this intense I was moment, to and that we're both gay. <laughs> there was just a lot. There clearly, was a lot. I was trying to send a signal and was uncomfortable with the signal I was sending, but I still win. This is still a win. I'm counting this as a win in the Heidi category. I don't get very many of them, y'all. You have seen enough of the videos to know that I'm always the one that's embarrassed. So this one uh, is mine. I'm winning. I win. I mean, you win all the time. <laughs> I won. Jackpot. Anyway, thanks for taking this journey with us. Yep. We love you. We love hearing from you. Uh, just keep it coming. We love connecting. Um, and that's what this is all about, right? Is just creating a community where we can all be ourselves and yeah. find connection and find acceptance. Um, and so we love you. We do. And we'll talk to you next time. Bye. <laughs>